Welcome to Ranked. On this week's episode, we're talking about worst Christmas traditions. Jackson Corneliuson. And I'm Joe Bradshaw. And guys, it is the most wonderful time of the year. You know what I'm talking about. That's right. It's Star Wars time. Mm. Jingle bells, jingle bells. It's the Death Star. (laughs) 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 Festive time of the year for Star Wars. I loved at one point in Rogue One when they cut to the Death Star, like when you first see it, and it's just wrapped in tinsel. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, really, wow. they really timed this release well. Like they were really good. It was impressive. Thing. You know, it was impressive that they were able to have a Christmas tree in every single scene. I didn't think they could do it, but they did. I was gonna say the thing that blew my mind was that they brought Groot back. You know, from Guardians of the Galaxy, but this time he was the Christmas tree. <laughs> but it was a, it was baby Groot, so it was a very small Christmas tree. It's yeah. kind of like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. I was tree. gonna say, yeah, <laughs> one ornament just making it limp. Over to the side. But he's holding. No, what <laughs> happened was, I don't know if y'all remember. Did y'all watch them? Y'all saw Rogue One, right? Oh, yes. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So you remember, like, he's he's holding it, and, like, you think it's just a tree, and then he moves it out of the way, and then does, like, the Tim Allen, like, <gasps> and that's, like, the big reveal that it's Groot, and then <laughs> cut the credits. You know, I was, uh, I was really excited about, you know, there's a lot of Christmas callbacks in Rogue One, which mm-hmm. was great, uh, but... I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but the most important thing I saw uh, as far as referencing previous Star Wars and everything, mm-hmm. Blue Milk's back, baby. Did you see the Blue Milk? No. I missed the Blue Milk. <laughs> what, what you know you, what the what, Blue Milk is, right? Actually, I wish I did. It's episode four. <laughs> Just for some unknown reason, the water farmers, Luke's uh, adoptive parents in episode four. Sorry uh-huh. for the spoilers. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're just drinking Blue Milk. <laughs> and did you not notice that in Rogue One and this is not a goof like there was like this scene where 10 seconds blue milk was just the focal point it's like the family's you know packing up their bags and it's just was zoomed it? in on this <laughs> canister of tepid room temperature this, blue milk was this maybe like some sort of uh, like product placement sort of viral marketing thing <laughs> it's viral marketing for Paul Bunyan <laughs> I want to know what blue milk is because there's no there there's no livestock on their farm. Mm. And so where does it come from? Read the fan fiction. <laughs> there's like a rich lord. They're water farmers. <laughs> is they're water farmers? Is this like water milk? Do they milk the water? Do you did you read my slash fic on it? <laughs> I, I wrote not the book. <laughs> Does Luke date the blue milk? <laughs> it's like the force. Oh but... my gosh, is blue milk the force? Midichlorians. <laughs> 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 Midichlorian concentrate. Now in so, blue. 
Oh, so what they were doing on in the in a new hope is they were drinking it to try to get the force. Like it was like a um, protein shake, but just midichlorian, just pure midichlorian. I'd say it's more like a homeopathic remedy sort of thing. Yeah, I bet. Wait, I wait. Obie sold it. Didn't they say that the midichlorians like impregnated Anakin's mother? Yes. Was that yeah, blue like, milk? Like terrible, terrible. Was it via blue milk? <laughs> oh no! I don't like the implications of this. Hey, my favorite scene. I just wanted to tell you all about my favorite scene in Rogue One. Because when they were at the uh, when they were at the office Christmas party at the Rebel headquarters, you remember that yeah. scene? Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but like in the background is Chewbacca. It's Chewbacca, and he's wearing a sweater with a picture of Chewbacca on it. It's like a Christmas, it's like a tacky Christmas sweater with Chewbacca's face. It's like, wow, that's a very self self aware, self confident um, Wookie. And he like moves the ornament out of his face and makes the Tim Allen. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Yeah. How, how many times did you count the Tim Allen? Oh! In this I film. think it was like seven. I think there was a licensing deal. Like he wanted to be in a new Christmas movie. Like he's done, you know, he's done the Santa Claus. He's done Christmas with the, with the Cronks. Um, he's done all of these movies, and he wanted to be in a Christmas film, and uh-huh. he just he signed on to just provide a little bit of vocals for them. Oh, I think you mentioned there was a licensing deal. That would make sense because it seemed like towards the end of the movie they were struggling to like get the quota in so like occasionally just like from the corner of the screen tim Hall tim Allen's head would just kind of pop up sort of superimposed <laughs> in post-production and he would just do the thing he did that at least a couple times like in that final uh battle scene you know yeah it was weird you know they had that cgi guy the um dude that died i can't remember his name but grand moff tarkin like he was totally cgi um, and it was weird that Tim Allen's still alive, but they did completely CGI Tim Allen, and I didn't understand why they did that. Like, they could have just had him actually in the movie, but I don't know. He's Do you a weird think they guy. just could get him to space? Like, oh, the that, logistics thing? That might be it. He might have just been scared of space. Mm-hmm. That Okay, that, that makes sense, because I remember thinking... I didn't think he was all CGI. I thought it was just his cheekbones. I thought they had just gone in and CGI his cheekbones to be a little pointier. Wait, are you thinking of Graham Moff Tarkin or Tim Allen? Both. <laughs> you know, I really thought uh, it was great how they tied in Rogue One to kind of immediately precede Episode Four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was really cool how. Um, the entire time, uh, you know, they would show Rogue One and, you know, the whole struggle to get the Death Star plans. But then they would go, you know, the Death Star, it's like one of the largest companies in the galaxy now, employs thousands upon thousands of people. So mm-hmm. it actually, like, the other 45 minutes of the film, other than our protagonist, shows the evil side of things. And it's really just the Death Star PR team trying to name the Death Star. Um, and so yeah. throughout the entire movie, they just call like, it was a working title, but they just referred to it as the Beam Machine the entire <laughs> yeah. time. The, the Beam the Beam Machine, I think. Was yeah, the, the, the Beam Beam Machine. But the, you know, they oftentimes they would shorthand that the Beam Machine. Or just Beam. You know, like, yeah, fire up the Beam Machine. And I thought that was really cool, but at the very end of the film, like it's you know it's the PR team and they're just like trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, Darth Vader just comes in and well, okay, he hold just on, like, time out, time out. 
Hey, spoilers. If you didn't want spoilers, oh, yeah. if you didn't want spoilers, make sure to just fast forward through this part. Okay, back as you were. <laughs> well, Darth Vader just comes in and like he obviously does not have a PR background. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, oh man, that killed a lot of people. How about like, and it's in space, so how about like Death Star? And like the entire PR machine, like team is just like, oh gosh, no, please, no. Of course, that would not, not be terrible. good. That would not be good because like, if you're fighting the beam machine, who's really going to get on board with the rebellion? You know, uh, nobody. Like, oh, who wants to destroy the beam machine? That sounds great. But Death Star, that's really what sealed their fate, honestly. You know, I did like that it was called the Beam Machine. Like, I liked that they kept that canonical because I thought that was, you know, that's important. That's an important piece of history in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think that I, I really liked their previous name, the Very Good Orb. That was also <laughs> one that I thought was a, a primo name for the for the Death Star, the Very Good Orb. Yeah. The Very Good Orb was great. I really liked whenever they were trying to brand it as a luxury item, uh-huh. and they called it the Armageddon from Heaven. <laughs> I noticed during the holiday, the, during the holiday party scene, there was some, there's evidence like a maybe like a little goof, sort of a fun little goof em up if you look for it, uh, where they they actually have some branding in the background that shows a previous draft that just says the best ornament. <laughs> <laughs> the shiniest and best, most beautiful ornament in the world. Yeah. I mean, somebody, somebody had just sort of like typed that in to like fill up some space on the screen, and they never went back and fixed that. And you know what? If you really think about it, the biggest Christmas tree is space. So many great ornaments. <laughs> There's a lot of very good ornaments in the sky. Mm. It is the very best one. Wow! I think we've unlocked the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> I think we did it, guys. <laughs> Do you guys think one more thing about Star Wars? Uh-huh. Unless y'all have more after this. Okay. In this movie, uh, old Darth Boy, he, you know, he does make a cameo a few times. Um, do you think he knows any other Force powers other than choke? Because like that's that's pretty much all he does. You know, it's a pretty good one though. I mean, it's a pretty good one, but all he does is go around and just choke people. That's how he convinced them to name it the Death Star at the end. They're like, ah, Darth, I don't know about. <laughs> In episode four, in episode four, I'm pretty sure multiple characters see Darth Vader do like the force choke on people and go, "Enough of your silly magic tricks!" Like they don't even think it's that big of a deal. <laughs> Wait a second, I'm, I just came to a realization. What? This man wears black leather outfits mm-hmm. and has a penchant for choking dudes. Mind freak is. <laughs> Is Darth Vader a leather daddy? Oh, no. <laughs> a different direction. Yes. I thought you were going with, is he a magician? No. Also, yes, he is. <laughs> he wears a cape. He has a hat. And he does magic tricks. Like, he's a magician. This sucks. <laughs> oh. Now that we've effectively ruined the Star Wars universe with impregnating blue milk and leather daddy Darth Vader. You gonna finish? Let's move on, Chris. (laughs) Chris, what's this stupid podcast about? I'm glad you asked, Jackson. This is a podcast where we pick a category uh, and then we rank some things. 
uh, in what order? Uh, ho, ho, ho. Uh, fa la 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 la. We're ranking them today from nicest to naughtiest. Ooh. That has a way right. different context. But when you said it earlier, I was okay with it. Now that we've done what we've done, <laughs> a lot that's okay with it. Jackson is Jackson brought up both of those things. I'm sorry. I'm gonna ban you from the podcast. This is what Jack. This is what happens when you turn Jackson loose. When you get him out of the house and you put him in his car recording studio, sequester him to his Hyundai Elantra. This podcast sponsored by Hyundai. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm getting a call from Hyundai. They pulled their sponsorship. Oh, no. Did they hear? Did they hear <laughs> they, about the blue memo? They, they heard the first minute of this podcast and pulled their sponsorship. And they said, we don't care about the content. It's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we thought you really missed some, some good references you could have made. <laughs> There was nothing about Jabba the Hutt. We love that guy. <laughs> he wasn't in Rogue One. Shh. Oh, so, oh, gosh. I'm so sorry, listeners. Not only are there spoilers for things that are in it, there's spoilers for every Star Wars thing that is not in it. <laughs> like, you can't say anything that is not in the movie. Like Jar Jar Binks? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's possible. He is the Darth Lord. Okay. So, today... We are ranking worst Christmas traditions, and boy, we have a we had a lot to pick from. We, yeah, it we, turns we, out Christmas sucks. <laughs> it turns out <laughs> there aren't a lot of traditions that you look at and go, "Man, I'm, that's a good one." We're, I'm glad we came <laughs> up with that. Uh, so, in no particular order, here are um, some of the contenders for worst Christmas tradition. Um, started off. Santa, Elf on Ooh. the Shelf, mm-hmm. Christmas Shoes, Mistletoe, Buying Presents for Your Pets, Fruitcakes, uh, Chopping Down Your Own Christmas Tree, and Waking Up Early and Waiting for Your Siblings to Wake Up so you can go downstairs and open your presents. Do we hit Christmas movies as well? Oh, I didn't see that one on the list. Yeah, you're right. I'm just going to edit it in so it sounds like I said it. And Christmas movies. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the list. Now you can't do it. Now you did something funny, and so now you can't do it. Yeah, people will wonder why there's so much uh, irreverent laughter around that one. I guess I should explain the rules, shouldn't I? Yeah. So we have a list of things. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. Um, we have a list now of nine uh, or so Christmas traditions. Uh, and using a very scientific process, we're going to uh, narrow that list down to a type five and then rank those five um, from five to one, with one being the worst Christmas tradition. That makes sense? To me, it does. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, fruitcakes, mistletoe, Christmas movies, waking up early, murdering your own tree, presents for your pets, Santa, elf on the shelf, and Christmas shoes. Where do we even start, boys? Boy, I'll start with fruitcakes okay. because fruitcake is terrible. You, okay, go on. I'll let you say your piece. Okay, so it's mostly just the look. Like, they taste 
bad, but not like the worst. It's cake. I mean, it's not. It can't be all that bad. But it looks like bugs crawled <laughs> in a rotten pound cake. And then like like Jurassic Park like formed into amber inside them, but that amber turned into red and green like gumdrops, those little dots. Like I don't know. I don't know how they make it look so unappealing. Does fruitcake actually contain real fruit? That's a or good question. Is it question. just like gummy worms? Uh, well, I'm looking at <laughs> it's a Mississippi mud pie. I'm looking at a, a recipe online here, um, and it does appear to have some things like dried cherries and mango, cranberries, and so on. Um, but the person who put the little blurb at the top made a big misstep when she said to begin. It's a shame that the fruitcake, as a species, gets such a bad rap. <laughs> so she basically just acknowledged that fruitcake is a sentient organism. Yeah. Oh, no. It has its own life. And I think that it, like, uses the restroom because it has little walnut turds on top of it, usually. That it's, mm-hmm. like, kind of oozed out of its pores. Exfoliating. Yeah. I want to know what the natural habitat of the fruitcake beast is. Like, question. do they, do they the roam the open plains? No, I think they're are like, they like swamp creatures. Swamp creatures? <laughs> <laughs> or do they swing from tree to tree? <laughs> I'd ima- I imagine them more as sort of a deep sea dweller, because they don't really have a lot of, like, limbs that I know of. Maybe they retract <laughs> or something. But I'm imagining they're just sort of, like, lapping up the things that fall to the bottom of the earth. Oh, and that's what's filling it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a see. That's how they form like amber into <laughs> the hard pressure. rocks. It's the, it's the pressure. It's the pressure. Ah, I see. I see. But yeah, we like get my grandma a fruit cake every year because she loves them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always just like sit there, and I don't think she eats. Like I don't know if she even likes them, but she, I think she just likes getting them. Because it's like a nice thing, but I don't know if she even likes them. I don't know. I'm just. They does just anyone? Like, does anyone our age get fruit cakes for Christmas anymore? Is that I a thing, know. guys? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be real with y'all. I don't know if I've had a fruit cake. It's not that I know for sure that I haven't. It's that I just really am not certain about my fruit cake position, <laughs> and that's what scares me the most. I have had fruitcake before, and I remember enjoying it, but this was also a time in my life whenever I was, like, 50 pounds heavier, and I enjoyed a lot of food. (laughs) So I'm not sure, like, Mm -hmm. food was a form of, like, self-punishment for me. Like, I didn't enjoy eating. I just did it. So so I'm I'm guessing appearance, like, appearance wasn't the, uh, the limiting factor. No. Main, it seems like Joe's main critique of the fruitcake is that it looks like um, a swamp log. Yes. <laughs> Potentially is a swamp log. Yeah, and most likely is a swamp log. Let, like, let's be, let's call a spade a spade. Let's call a fruitcake a swamp log. <laughs> it's a swamp log. <laughs> okay. I'd say that, that that's got that's a strong contender. That's a strong. Would you like to know the top stories when you search fruitcake on Google? I would not, but please tell me. I'm never going to do that myself, so why not? (laughs) One is, don't freak out on the word fruitcake. 
I'm not going to look at that article. I don't know why anyone has freaked out on the word fruitcake, but apparently someone has. Keeps me up at night. The boogeyman comes and brings me fruitcakes. And the Fremont Tribune finds it necessary to admonish you for your freaking out. Uh And then there's a video that's apparently a reaction video. That's eggnog, fruitcake, see the reactions to our, and then dot, dot, dot. So I don't know what their reactions are. Mm. And then the last one is, which I think is prescient for this conversation, Starbucks' new Frappuccino tastes like a fruitcake. Why would anybody want that? (laughs) And that's a good question. (laughs) I think that says more about it than anything else. We've sourced our syrup straight from the Mariana Trench. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Okay. So I think uh, that's that's fruitcake as a contender. Okay. Um, can I talk about the worst thing about Christmas? You can. Oh, okay. And that's, that's not that's not coal in your stocking. Okay. It's it's not you know not getting the the present you wanted. It's the song Christmas shoes. Okay. Ceremony these <laughs> shoes. Okay. So I need to jump in and say. Just like five minutes before recording this podcast, Joe and Jackson made me look up the song Christmas Shoes because I hadn't heard it before. And man, did it lose me over real quick. (laughs) (laughs) It was a pretty bad time. Um, Not only is this song like musically the worst thing to listen to, like the music in the song is everything that's bad about modern music. Chris, what's your favorite Christmas song? Just give it to me. Just I know it's a loaded question, but Chris, Uh-oh. Chris, Chris is listening to Christmas shoes right now. <laughs> He's like, this is not good. Oh no, Christmas shoes killed him. Oh no, he's dead. <laughs> I think Chris just gave up on the podcast. I think he did. He was like, oh, I can't talk about Christmas shoes. <laughs> oh, sorry guys, I just dipped out to pour myself a little bit more eggnog. because if if you didn't know right whenever you left i literally said hey chris um answer this direct question for me (laughs) yes i was so sure that you were going to be like on a monologue about chris's shoes so dialed in right now (laughs) but i am glad that christmas shoes didn't murder you which was what we thought happened (laughs) all right so chris you've you've lost my trust (laughs) (laughs) yeah ask joe a pertinent question about christmas shoes here's the reason i hate christmas shoes so much other than the fact that the music in it is just bad to listen to joe what's your favorite christmas song um it's probably uh, White Christmas or something like that. Just like something pleasant and nice. Uh-huh. and yeah, it, it's Talking like about how Christmas. nice Christmas is. Yeah. Bring to mind all the pleasant memories of your childhood. Yeah. Seeing family, seeing friends. Totally. That's what I like about Christmas. Mm-hmm. That, exactly. You know what I don't like about Christmas? Your sick, dying mother. <laughs> and that is what this song is 100% about. It's the yeah. worst. Like, if you haven't listened to Christmas Shoes, I don't want to subject you to this. It is $1.29 on Google Play Music um, if you want to waste your money. Or you can listen um, to a 30-second preview. 
but then you don't get to that good, good chorus. Yeah. So I think other, th- I mean, everything about this song is bad. Sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve. These shoes are just her size. Just talking about how she's literally about to die. Kid, why are you out buying shoes if there's like that tight of a deadline? <laughs> also, like, hate to break it to you, but she's probably not walking a lot. She's probably mostly in bed. It's not really a functional gift, I guess, is the biggest problem. Oh, my goodness. I think even more so, and we're getting back to the musicality of this, in the last chorus of the song, it's, you know, Sarah, want to buy these shoes for my mama, please? Instead of getting the one child to sing it, they get this, like, choir of demon children angels to sing it. (laughs) And it's like they're whispering. It's like they're ashamed of what they're singing. (laughs) So they don't want anybody to hear, but there's 10,000 of them. And so it's this cacophony of 10,000 choir children singing about dying mothers. And it's the most disturbing mm. thing of my entire life. I'm, I'm also noticing here that, uh, I'm just looking at the lyrics, and I think we have a time is a flat circle situation on our hands. Because yeah. at the last verse, he buys the shoes. Like The man like helps the boy out to get the shoes and then we go back to the chorus and the and the boy is just pleading for shoes which makes me think either he is just out of sync with the universe or he's running an elaborate con to buy a bunch of shoes (laughs) he's going to multiple stores each of the like verses is him at a different store like first he went to Foot Locker and he was like, sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama. These are size six Jordans. Why? <laughs> I don't understand. Does your mom have very small feet? Or what's going on? Yeah, so she fly, just. Though. I she want my mama fly. to look so fly when she meets Jesus. You don't even know. Also, little kid, Jesus doesn't care about your shoes very much. Like. One of the least things that he cares about is probably shoes, because he did not wear very nice shoes. No, and he, like, literally, one of his tenants was, like, washing people's dirty, stanky feet. <laughs> He's like, ooh, I don't have to wash your feet, because you got nice shoes on, because you tiptoeing in your jowdens. That's <laughs> <laughs> you stomping in your Air Force Ones. <laughs> Please pass right on through. <laughs> Okay, next we got um, buying presents for your pets because we do we do this a little bit. We do this a little bit in our family. It's like, oh, got Coco a little catnip. That's fun. That's a fun <laughs> present. She's real thankful. She's I bet she's thankful. But then you like look on the internet at what sort of options are out there, and ooh boy, ooh boy. I think I saw a number one time that people spend like. Over a billion dollars annually in America on costumes for their dogs and stuff. Oh no! Okay. Oh, I'm part of this. <laughs> oh, I'm, a, I'm aware. Don't make me aware. <laughs> you liked living your, in your ignorance. <laughs> My stupid, adorable dog costume wearing ignorance. I, yeah. I haven't done it personally, but my parents' dog has a collar that has jingle bells on it, and it's very, very cute. It is yeah. very cute. Have you seen Baxter, my dog? I, I have not seen Baxter, no. Yeah, Joe, we barely know each other, but 
<laughs> if you've seen Baxter and then you imagine him in Christmas jammies with a little butt flap, <laughs> that's worth one billion dollars in its in itself. It's just it is a billion dollars. Like the only reason you don't take it to the store and get a billion dollars is because you love your dog so much. I know. Like mostly just the Christmas jammies. Yeah. Yeah, it's less the dog. Who cares about dogs? It's mm-hmm. mostly just Christmas. Crispy jammies. That's what I like to call it. <laughs> well, okay, so here at Ranked Podcast, we we want you guys to know that we're a reliable news and journalism source and with a lot of journalistic integrity. So the, the correct number, I don't have an annual annual total, um, but we spend $350 million on costumes for pets at Halloween time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So is Christmas or Halloween more? Well, that's... See, the internet, it doesn't always just tell you exactly what you're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't have that back on hand. Ranked, your place for hard-hitting journalism. (laughs) So let's let's not talk about the fact that dogs dogs look adorable in costumes. Mm Mm-hmm. The look on their face when you give them a treat is priceless, and animals are wonderful things. But I guess, Chris, are you trying to get at the idea of buying them gifts for Christmas is pretty much pointless? Um, I think the thing that bothers me, you know what really grinds my gears? Hell is, is Chris. Is when you wrap up the present for the dog <laughs> and pull it out from under the tree on Christmas morning and hand it to the dog. And we just have no hope of getting in there. Like, they really need your help. And also, then they don't say thank you after, and you're just like, you know what? That's just rude. Yeah. That's just ungrateful. Maybe this is the last Christmas I get you a present. Do you think somebody has handed their dog a gift and then expectantly just waited for the dog to hand them one in return? Mm -hmm. All the way until the next Halloween when they just had to open it up for him and show him that it was a really great Buzz Lightyear costume. <laughs> well, I, I think that it's bad, but, like, getting them treats and stuff isn't that bad. It's mostly, like, dressing them up or, like, getting them something, like a picture or something. And it's like, this dog has no, like, awareness of what this is. This is irrelevant for a dog. <laughs> I got the dog I got the dog a framed family photo. Or I, got, he, I got one for everybody. <laughs> So I got one for the dog. He didn't even look at it. I want to posit that maybe we could make buying presents for your pets better and just get them, like, real stuff. Like, dog, I just got you this diamond necklace. (laughs) I got you a beanbag chair. I know that you're going to work next year, so I got you this new um, trapper keeper. I (laughs) thought that you might use it at work. And really what I'm trying to say is you need to go earn your own living. Like, you've been mooching off of us for far too long, and you need to go make your way in the world. Do you think that the Christmas shoes kid walked in with some, like, size three Converse and gave them to his dog on Christmas? Because his dog was going to meet Jesus tonight. <laughs> it's Jesus. Their neighbor down the street was coming over for dinner. <laughs> He was just going to walk over there for a little while. Go, hey, Zeus, check out my dog's Converse. (laughs) Made some saps bomb for me. Had to go to two different stores, though, because I needed four pair. 
<laughs> you said there was my mom eight legs. Yeah, my yeah. arachnid dog. <laughs> also, he's a spider. Isn't that weird? Isn't it weird that my dog is a spider? <laughs> my size point zero one converse for my spider dog. Oops. Oops, I stepped on him and now he's now he's just a goo pile. <laughs> excuse, me, excuse me, sir. I really need fifty pairs of Christmas shoes for my centipede. You make me Jesus tonight. <laughs> excuse me, hey Zeus, I always forget that. Hey Zeus, yes. Let me talk to you about something really gross that can happen at Christmas time. And it's when people hang up a little plant and you walk mm-hmm. under it and you have to kiss people. Mm-hmm. And that's just a real weird thing. Have to or get to? Wink, wink. It's mostly have wink. to. Wink. Both both eyes wink. Joe, I'm winking at you Which, with both of my eyes right now. <laughs> that's called blinking. And uh, Chris, that's how you keep your eyes moist. <laughs> oh shoot! Oh dude! Oh, this is you've awesome. been confusing winking, blinking all this time. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Wow, depth perception is so much better when you're not constantly just closing one of your eyes. <laughs> when one of your eyes is in a dried up orb. <laughs> okay. Just a marble in your head. Mm-hmm. When you don't just have a loose marble in your head. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Joe, what's, um, so, what's so bad about mistletoe, though? Isn't it kind of sweet? Isn't it kind of romantic? Well, mostly it's that it seems like someone's pervy uncle or something came up with it. Uh-huh. And it was just like, hey, you gotta kiss me now. You gotta put your mouth in my mouth now. I'm sorry, it's the rules. It's the rules yeah. of my house. Put your mouth on the mouth. Time for a little smoochie. That's how he kisses. When did this Y'all keep goofing. I'm gonna find out where mistletoe originated from and see if it was just a cre- creepy uncle. Mm. It might have been. It really, like, it's just such an unnerving concept to me. Like, it makes me at Christmas parties, like, on edge. Because I'm like, I'm going to walk under mistletoe, and then is someone going to say something about it? Because that's really the worst part. People are like, oh, look what, look what you're under. Oh, look at that. And I'm like, no, I don't care. Like, I don't want to have you watch me kiss anybody. Like, it's my wife, and it's fine. But I just don't want to because you're, like, pressuring me into it. And now you're creating some, like, weird thing where I don't even want to kiss my wife just because you're being weird. I'm about to crack this thing wide open. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This thing goes mistletoe. way deep, huh? Yeah, mistletoe is especially interesting botanically because it is a partial parasite. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just piecing this together. Work kiss with a, me. Kiss okay. death, mistletoe. This is a parasitic plant. Do you think, like... Someone was out in the woods, and this mistletoe just attached itself to their neck, and their eyes just went black, and it whispered sweet promises of, like, if you hang me up, anyone will kiss you. You can have anyone you desire. (laughs) (laughs) And so this dude just hangs up. And then when people walk, oh, my gosh. When people walk under it, it latches on their necks, too. Jackson, what you're proposing is this mistletoe is, like, a... Just a viral witch, I guess. Is that what I'm hearing? That's, that's where it started. It's like a zombie parasite plant. It's no. spreading. It's, it was, it's, it's telling a stupid lies. Like, if you hang up an ugly weed in your house, women will kiss you. I figured it out. 
it was Santa Claus's first wife. And what mm. happened was he was wouldn't again? kiss her. Um, Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh. I know it's confusing. But <laughs> yeah, just time is a blood circle. Hold with me for a second. So she wouldn't kiss him. And so he went to the Wicked Witch of the East, or whichever one didn't die. No, they both died. He went to a witch. Maybe he went to... Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Jeez. Sorry. Spoilers for The Wizard of Oz. She's Um, like 100 years old. Rewind 30 seconds and then don't listen. Uh, (laughs) So he goes to her. She turns his wife into... She turns Dorothy, because she's had it out for her, you know, into a plant, and now... If she can get enough people to kiss, she gets to come back and then die hard with a vengeance. Dorothy against Santa Claus, round two, mm-hmm. knockout. Mm-hmm. Guns so like, she That's wouldn't kiss Santa Claus, so now she's cursed to be a plant that makes people kiss each other? Yes, until she can get enough power <laughs> from kisses. From kiss power. The most grow, powerful of magics. To grow from the swamp logs... It all makes sense. Uh-huh. It's all pieces together. They're all part. That's why people don't eat them because they're gross, but they're accumulating in some dump somewhere into a giant, like, mechazoid. Like, it's going to just destroy the earth. Mm, got From it. this power. I think, Doesn't I make think sense, they have guys? a pretty solid theory. Hey, guys, I, I, really so hope, I really hope we get to grow a solid fan base from this podcast, but... Don't expect this to be the first episode that they listen to, because we are going to get censored. They're gonna, they're gonna come shut <laughs> down. They're not gonna let anybody hear the truth. They don't want you to hear the truth. The liberal media doesn't want you to hear because <laughs> spoiler alert. If you have you ever seen anyone in the liberal media's neck, the back of it, because there not is once. almost certainly some mistletoe there. And that's also why, have a trance. That's, that's why in commercial breaks they're all just kissing each other all the time. Mm, I love this kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, did you know that um, the genus of the eastern mistletoe is from the Santalacia family? Oh, that, that is cute. And that, oh my gosh, that's just more of it. She's a Santa. <laughs> oh my so gosh. It's so deep. It goes so deep. Here's the thing, though. Okay, here's a, just a legit, just a legitimate question, though. Have you ever either a been under mistletoe or b seen someone under mistletoe actually and like actually participate in the tradition of kissing somebody? Or it happened to me last week. That's why I wrote it up here because I was that no, no, actual I... story that I told earlier happened where somebody's like, "Oh, you're under mistletoe." Uh oh. But they talked. They talked like, about it, but they didn't like say, "Oh, my turn," and like just jump into your mouth. Just no, 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 no. Wah, wah, it was wah, like wah, me. Wah, just Chuck Norris on your mouth. Wah, 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 wah. I don't know a whole lot about kissing, but I think that's probably No! You poor sweet boy. That's what I that's what I like about being on the show with you guys is I get to bring that fun single energy where you know just some life experiences I haven't had yet. Your definition of fun energy is interesting. Uh, you guys, I don't know what a kiss feels like. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's fun. What a 
fun thing to say. If it's anything, <laughs> if it's anything, guys, if it's anything like the sounds that Joe has been making for the past 15 minutes, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, it's like... It's not- it's not eating, it's like a... <laughs> It's more like that. Not for me, no thank you. <laughs> I say no thank you. Ooh, no. Can I talk about the elf on the shelf? Please, Please do. do. I don't know anything about that thing. Okay, I- I've never participated in elf on the shelf. It seems to be something that parents do for kids that are a little bit past my generation. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, people who are born after the year... 2000 might be familiar with Elf on the Shelf. Fun fact, it is a 2004 children's picture book. Yes. It's a book? Yes, it started out as a book. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's the general idea of it. On the first day of December, um, an elf appears, and he is Santa's helper, basically making, keeping tabs on the child in the house or the children in the household, Uh. making sure they're not being bad. And he's reporting back to Santa. Okay. If he makes it to the last day of December and he's still in the house, he steals your soul. <laughs> um, so the elf on the shelf, for one, does look creepy. He's he, It's not like a pleasant little dude that just has pointy ears or whatever. He's like this creepy porcelain ball, doll with the worst grin in the entire world like he it's this knowing grin like he knows your deepest darkest secrets okay he's gonna steal your soul he's working for our man okay but here's the thing about (laughs) i know he's creepy and i hate i hate i hate elf on the show he will hear us it's december so he will hear us here's the thing about the elf on the show he's supposed to be like watching out for these kids and making sure they're not being mischievous or whatever. Meanwhile, he's the worst person in the entire world because the parents have to arrange him every morning having done something just like awful in the house. So like he's like, oh, no, the elf on the shelf wrote, you know, go F yourself on the wall. Oh, that naughty elf. (laughs) Oh, kids, how that's are you going to fix this? And then they make their kids like, and you know, that's an awful example because that, I hope that's never happened. But then they like make their kids clean up the mess and like fix, fix the mistake that the elf did. <laughs> it's oh. like, oh no, this elf did something bad. Oh no, this elf, it. he spilled all of our blue milk. <laughs> <laughs> now you're never going to have a little brother. <laughs> And if you do, the midichlorians levels are going to suck at them. They're just going to be crap. He won't have Jack for force powers. He's going to try to force choke, and he's just going to, like, trip and fall. (laughs) It's just awful that, like, this elf is supposed to be watching out for these kids, and these parents are just using it as this opportunity to show how bad of a person you can be and still be revered within the household. And I just do not understand at all. Yeah, that's, like, not a good way to teach a kid, like, ethics or, like, here's, like, when other people do terrible things in your house, just, like, let them stay in your house and, and just kind of clean up after them. Like, I'll just make the elf leave. Like, he's not allowed in my house anymore. He's a plastic toy. Like, I can get rid of him. No, but the rule <laughs> is, according to Wikipedia, that if you touch him, he might, like, lose his magic powers and he won't be able to report back to Santa. All the good things you did. That's fine. Well, 
Santa knows anyway. He doesn't need a helper. Oh, that's what that's what that's what we used to think before we got this this secret before 2004. Before 2004, when the the lid got blown right off, and we figured out that he had these scout elves all along doing espionage. These pixie scout elves. That's the breed of elf that he is apparently. And almost invariably, you know, parents parents try and be really creative with the elf on the shelf, and I get it. It's a way to bond with your children and everything. I just think it's horrible. But almost invariably, there is – every family has this one scene that they set up one day where the elf is pooping out Hershey's Kisses. Oh, no. And it's like, what is appetizing about this? <laughs> yeah. Like, does the kid get to eat the Hershey Kisses? Is that how they clean up the mess? Because you're eating elf poop, kid. Yeah. Oh, is that what Hershey's kisses are? How disappointing. <laughs> it is. Man, we're just finding out all these terrible things about Christmas. Christmas sucks. And then at some point the world is just going to end because Dorothy is going to come back and the fruit at full power. The, maybe that's, the why, we do, maybe that's why we do all of this on an endless loop. You know, we keep doing these traditions just to sort of keep her at bay. Just to <laughs> sort of keep Dorothy from, like, attaining her... <laughs> true demigod form and just sweeping <laughs> through. That's why we have to eat the fruitcake. Oh, exactly. no. It's our duty. <laughs> it's And it is duty. It's elf <laughs> duty. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I want to talk to you guys about chopping down, which I guess is the euphemism for just murdering your own tree, which people are into. We don't, I don't have to say a lot about this. I mean, you're going in to you're finding a perfectly happy tree with his family just trying to celebrate the holidays. He's probably working overtime to get gifts for all the saplings. And you're just like, sorry, dog, you're in my house now. I'm going to put a funny costume on you, and I'm just going to put a bunch of appetizing treats underneath that you can't reach. Sorry, man. (laughs) And then at the end, I'm going to throw you in the street, and you're just going to live there dying of thirst for a while. And then you might catch on fire at some point, and then that's real fun, but real scary. Do you think, you know, Christmas trees are a huge house fire risk. Do you think that's the tree's revenge? Yeah. Do you think he's just so ticked? Like, don't put your candles. Don't put your candles near the Christmas tree. He's going to start leaning, like, please, please kill me. I have to end this family. This is like those field trips where you go and they like you, you get to like do some learning in action and they let you like pick cotton or something, but at the end you have to give the cotton back to the people. It's like the same sort of thing. These people who are <laughs> yeah. have too many trees are like, oh, it's a fun tradition. It doesn't. Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't your house be so much better if like a tree was in it? If you just like had a tree. Come over here and just chop one down for us. I mean, for you. I mean, for your family. <laughs> it's all this giant scheme by real estate development companies that don't want to pay to clear the land. Mm-hmm. Fact. Every plot of land where they've had a Christmas tree farm, the next year, urban development. Next year, house or mall. <laughs> it's a, a house. Where that farm is. A house. What's, in, what's the house made of? Christmas logs. You just go to the woods and you're like, hmm, I thought that tree used to be an abandoned warehouse and now it's this trendy bar. What's happening? Is How this did this just be gentrified? So, another thing that's terrible about Christmas, and that 
it's not entirely terrible because there is some merit to it, but Christmas movies. There's like six Christmas movies that come out every year and zero of them are good. And then like once every five years, there's like one good Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like Elf is a pretty good Christmas movie. And like all the old Christmas movies, like there's a lot of good old Christmas movies. Like obviously um, Miracle on 34th Street is a great movie. And like the animated ones are good. And the, or the claymation or Just whatever it is. all the animated Christmas movies are good. Not like in general all of them, but like the the claymation ones that are like old school. Um, then there's some real stinkers out okay. there, like Christmas with the Cranks and mm. Four so Christmases bad. and mm-hmm. Fred Claus and um, let's see Jack Frost. Did y'all see that movie? That's a real bad movie. Mm-mm, I did not. Okay, let me describe Jack Frost to you. Um, a, ma- a boy's father dies in a snowstorm and he comes back as this like demonic possessed snowman. Oh who's, yeah. Like, trying to be his son's friend, even though he's like horrible and evil. And then like he dies again at the end. It's terrible. And the dad is Michael Keaton. Also, it's another important part. So yeah, it's like for every like one good one, there's like 18 bad ones. You want to know what the saddest thing is about this Christmas for me. The only Christmas movie I've seen this year is, I think it was called Santa Buddy. Okay. And it's an offshoot of Air Bud. Oh, that's wonderful. You guys liked Air Bud, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The way he ate those little pudding cups and then shot the basketball. Yes, he shot basketball and it was great and he ate pudding and it was wonderful. But Santa Buddy was like, it's literally just like the worst Santa movie in the entire world, and for some reason there's a poorly CGI dog in there that is somehow related to Airbud, and it's just so it's bad. CGI? Oh well, it's not. It's a real dog. Okay. And you would think that, like, you know, they would make the dog energetic and fun to watch on the TV, but effectively all they do is make the dog sit still, and the dog looks incredibly uncomfortable, and they CGI its mouth to move. Because that's right, Airbud talks now. What? Yeah. This is not canonical. <laughs> no, it is not. Because Airbud, correct me if I'm wrong, Airbud didn't talk, right? I don't think so. No, he just played basketball like a true baller with his size four Jordans. <gasps> he was getting them for Airbud. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sir, I need to buy these shoes. My dog needs to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. oh, but yeah, I'm 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 on board with Christmas movies mm-hmm. being mostly bad things. Okay, so the only Christmas movie I've watched this year was the original Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen. Because <laughs> <laughs> nothing says wonderful children's Christmas movie like contra- contractual obligations and like Santa dying. Yeah, I was gonna say the plot of of uh, Santa Claus is Tim Allen murders Santa Claus. Or maybe uh-huh. maybe manslaughter. Um, manslaughter, and then pulls an elaborate con involving children. So you're it's, right. That's fun. Yeah, and, and 
Uh, it's movie. been a while since I've seen this movie. Chris, correct me if I'm wrong. He sees Santa Claus fall off his roof and die, mm-hmm. then sees his body like deflate like a balloon, mm-hmm. and he then his next Santa. logical course of yeah, his, his next logical course of action was like, I'm gonna steal his clothes. <laughs> well, he reads a letter. He reads a letter that was on his body that's like, Hey Tim Allen, put my clothes on. <laughs> that would be the last thing I would do. Yeah, no. If anyone ever left me a letter that said, hey, please put my clothes on when I die, I'd be like, okay, I'm moving. I have to move to a different country. All in all, Santa Claus is a great movie. There's some great technology in it. At one point, the elves, well, they break Tim Allen out of jail, so that's another crime that you get to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Christmas do, is all about instor- instilling poor moral choices in the children. Basically, a laser gun, that, a laser knife that just like cuts through that steel, those steel bars like no problem, and like a three-year-old child picks up the door and walks away with it. You know why they have it? Why is that? Why they have the lasers? Because yeah. they're de- they're building their defenses. Because <laughs> they know that. She's coming. <laughs> okay, we, gotta, we, can't keep, we can't keep talking about her. We're going to draw attention. Her giant Gundam fruitcake suit. Let's talk about another Christmas tradition. Please. Please, before she before she hears. <laughs> now, Chris, I want to hear Joe out. I think, I think we need to focus on this for another 10 to 20 minutes of this podcast. Oh, no. I'm just saying be careful, guys. There are approximately one, one person who are, like, at all engaged with that side plot. I don't know. <laughs> and it's me. <laughs> and it's me tomorrow morning when I'm listening to this and editing it. You're editing this tonight, Chris. I know. <laughs> I'm it's not like you're gonna be kissing anyone. Chris, tell me about tell me about waking up. So waking up on so waking up on a crisp on a crisp Christmas morning. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have this tradition. Oh, I should have I should have added this in, but maybe this would go on the best Christmas traditions list. Um, still to this day, me and my adult siblings and like their spouses and children and my parents, we all will sit on one bed and my dad will read us the night before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we just That's really good. really cram it in there. And then uh, when we were younger, me and my two sisters would sleep. Uh, in the same room, and then in the morning, when everybody was up, we'd go downstairs, mom and dad would be waiting with the presents and coffee and all that kind of stuff. But I would always wake up like a solid two hours before my sisters would, because they were sleeping in their bed, or like a bed, and I was sleeping on a sleeping bag on the floor. And so I learned to keep my Game Boy Advance with me. So I would always be ready (laughs) when I woke up the next morning and I could like, just get, like, a little bit of Pokemon in, I guess. Like, be productive with that time before we went downstairs. Anyways, Just anyways get the, newest, the newest edition of Pokemon in your stocking, mm-hmm. of course. Right, and I'm not going to say which one that was, because I don't want to age myself. <laughs> Chris is 57. <laughs> he was playing it at 35. This was when he was 35. That yeah. sounds like a good tradition. Like, you got to catch some Caterpies. <laughs> That is only Caterpies ever, though. Always. Oh, gosh. Is that why it's a bad... That's why I really put it on the list, is because I wanted to say, F those, whatever the ones were that were just in a cocoon. Cocoona? F Cocoona. 
Yeah, there's Cocoon yeah. and Metapod, and they both sucked. Like, nobody ever wanted them. And then you'd go in that little forest area near uh-huh. the beginning of Red and Blue, and it was only those. And you're like, oh, and you're like trying to grind yeah. for the gym. Harden, harden, harden. Just keep doing uh-huh. it. Harden. It takes like eight hours to fight them. <laughs> yeah, I had a similar tradition whenever I was a kid. We would all sleep in the same room. Mm-hmm. But we lived downstairs um, in the basement, which sounds abysmal, but it was nice. <laughs> we lived in the cupboard under the stairs. We would wait at the top of the stairs uh, for all of our, what I thought was, you know, for Santa to finish bringing the gifts and everything. Mm -hmm. But what it really was was waiting for my aunts and uncles to get to our house because we would all have like a joint Christmas together. Uh, Um, But we were always waiting at the top of the stairs, just like anxious for like a straight 40 minutes or so. Mm. And it was always Aunt Donna that took forever because she was making her no-bake cookies. I know. And so I, I could see how, as a child, that was a horrible tradition. Because, like, I just want to open some presents, y'all. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just, sure like, sitting in this hallway. Right. <laughs> I don't, you know what? I don't, I don't sit and appreciate this hallway often enough. Like, I don't <laughs> look at that family portrait that's a really, enough times. That's a really nice wallpaper pattern. <laughs> no, My Joe made a very tasteful choice. Joe, how did you do Christmas? Did you Did you guys, like, wake up and then wait and then do Christmas together? Yeah, we we had the same thing, but I'm like significantly younger than all my siblings. Like my my closest sibling is seven years older than me, and then my oh, oldest oldest sister is 15 years older than me. So for like the last time we did this, I remember I like insisted that we all sleep in the same bed because that's what they did when they were younger, and I like wanted to experience that. And so there was like six of us because my sister was already married at the time (laughs) (laughs) so like i forced us to sleep in the same bed and also i'm like a thousand degrees when i sleep so i'm like a radiator that they're sleeping in the bed with and then i also had like dry skin so i was just like raking my skin and I'm pretty sure they all got up and just, like, left. Like, I'm not doing this. You're just snuggling up with your new brother-in-law. Yeah. And, and I was like, I was like, what are y'all doing? Why are y'all leaving? I was like, five or something. And they were like, you're a million degrees and you're itching constantly. Like, <laughs> this is a like, nightmare. My skin is now your skin. Yeah. Like, it is melted with my own. There's just dry skin all over this bed and y'all are just rubbing all in it. Oh, Joe, that's the saddest story. <laughs> I got over it pretty quick. <laughs> it's funny in retrospect. <laughs> only it only stings a little bit. Did y'all have any I didn't talk about. Did y'all have any Christmases where you were just like a just real sour about the whole thing, just like salty about just the entire Christmas situation? I had like one or two of those. Like, yeah, I remember like I you, cried like, incessantly one Christmas because my brother got real Pokemon cards and my mom thought I was young enough that I wouldn't notice that she got me tops Pokemon cards. Oh, no. And I cried for a straight, like, 30 minutes and my aunt called me a spoiled brat. And she was oh, right. Oh, no. She was right. Yeah, but you don't want to hear that on Christmas? No. Freaking Aunt Donna. Let's, let's, no, that was, that was not Aunt Donna. <laughs> well, we can pin it on Aunt Donna because we don't know better. Yeah. yeah. Know let's get off my back. Let's get off Joe's and sister's back. Yeah, off of my dry legs. Can we talk off about my... how how 
we all did Christmas correctly, but anyone that just like wakes up and goes downstairs and opens our gifts willy nilly is doing Christmas like 100% wrong. Mm-hmm. Can we all agree on that? Yeah. Yeah, no, you like, definitely got to build the anticipation. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. like yeah. that I know. They just like they just woke up on Christmas Day and just went downstairs and opened their gifts whenever. Like, oh, I woke up at ten, so I guess I'll open my presents now. Ugh. Their little sister opened them at six. Like, it's just seriously. Let's, we can all agree that that's wrong, guys. Right? Let's put Christ back in Christmas. Am I right? Like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of that, all the mistletoe, Mrs. Claus, Megatron, fruitcake body to say, let's put Christ back in Christmas, fellas. Let's get the let's get a little baby Jesus back on those red Starbucks cups. Yeah, I loved when Starbucks cups just had a picture, an entire nativity scene and like a gospel message. Yeah, and, and then they're like, "No, we're gonna put Baphomet on here." <laughs> like, wow, that's really a hard swing. Put, like some random yeah. quotes from like the Tin Man and like the Cowardly <laughs> Lion, and like you're not gonna get it for a few years, uh-huh. but one day you will. Get it. <laughs> oh my gosh, and their fruitcake flavored beverage. Oh my goodness, it's happening. Yeah, oh no! Oh, there's so many strings! It's, it all works, okay, too. Okay, guys, guys, we gotta move on. Quick, quick, quick. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta get to... Oh, and you know who we're talking about last. Who are we talking about last? Jackson, why don't you tell us? Mm, we're talking about one of my... My most controversial contributions to worst Christmas traditions. Uh-huh. We talking about old Chris Kringle. Oh, we talking about Saint Nick? We talking about Santa Claus. Okay. That's right, ladies uh, and gentlemen. We're talking about Tim Allen. <laughs> Tim Allen <laughs> ruined <laughs> Christmas. That is the worst Christmas tradition. Is Tim Allen? <laughs> his existence. It's the worst Christmas tradition. And his his stupid little poor poor Jesus saying mouth. <laughs> the only part of that movie I remember. I know, Pretty good. That's that good so let's let's talk about how Santa might be the worst Christmas tradition. Okay, sell me on it, Jackson. <sighs> okay, so Santa Claus is all well and good and everything, and he's bringing toys to all the little children of the world, right? Mm-hmm. And that's great, and it's nice for the three years that you have conscious thought and you believe in Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about how you're just straight up like, if you're the parent, you're just straight up lying to your kid about, for one, there being magic in the world, and for one, another, that like, and that magic. For one, and for one. And for one. <laughs> that magic is benevolent towards you and is going to bring you free things. Hmm. And then once, once you turn like eight to nine, I feel like is the age where most people stop believing in Santa Claus. It's like the first lie your parents it's it's not the first lie your parents ever told you most likely, but it's the first one you're really aware of and it's kind of crushing. Like yeah, the first one you're devastated by. Yeah. Like all it is and let me tell you it is like the spirit of Christmas is just delayed sadness because every year you get something and then like 6 months later you're just like, "Well, this sucks now. Can't wait till next Christmas." <laughs> Santa Claus is kind of the the same thing because it's like this is great while it's happening but then like after nine years old you're like well sucks that that's not real no, thanks then, mom and dad but then you go through, after a couple of years you enter this new world where it's like oh fun i get to keep up this lie i get to help this persist for another generation yeah no. 
It ends here. It ends tonight. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm proposing a war on Christmas. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> We're going to kill the Santa Claus. We have to work with Dorothy. She doesn't want to end the world. She just wants to end Sinterklaas. Oh, my. So, Jackson, keep telling me. I want to know more. Why is Santa so bad? I thought he was just a jolly old elf. <laughs> no. Well, can we... You, let's, let's talk about how, like, every movie that involves Santa Claus is pretty bad. Except for the elf, I think. Because they all end up being like, like, name one movie with Santa Claus that's good. Objectively good. Not good because he liked it as a child. Is he in Miracle on 34th Street? I don't remember. Oh, no. I know what movie's good with him in it. Ernest Saves Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the best Christmas movie there is. Okay. Anything else that is Santa Claus centric that is actually good? Um, uh, uh, Jingle All the Way. Uh, yeah, eight, Jingle. No, Santa Claus isn't in that. Eight one. Crazy Nights. <laughs> yeah, Eight Crazy Nights. That I'm just saying, like anything that Santa Claus is in isn't like Santa Claus isn't objectively like the best thing in the world. He's just like this nostalgia machine that we have just convinced ourselves is the best thing about Christmas. No, he's trying to convince us. It's all by Big Santa. Big Santa. <laughs> Big North Pole is coming at us like, oh, Christmas is, look at Santa Claus, it's so great. It's not delayed sadness, it's so happy. We we know, the truthsayers over here, Infowars.Christmas, we're over here saying, watch out. You better watch out for Big Santa. He's coming for you. What's he coming for? We don't know, but we're we're going to make you afraid of it. We're going to make you scared. We're going to post face, fake news articles on Facebook. Topical jokes. Boom. Nailed it. <laughs> We've hit our quota. Uh-huh. Santa's bad. Santa's bad. And it, it teaches you to lie to your kids and then them de- be disappointed and find out that you lied. And then be like, why did I do all that good stuff? Now I'm going to be a bad, a little bad child. And, and I'm going to do bad things. And like. You have to – it's almost like you have to participate in that lie because, like, if you don't let your kids experience Santa, you're a bad parent too. Yeah. It's just this vicious cycle. Because I just typed in why Santa good into Google, and the autofill says, why is Santa good at karate? <laughs> That's a good question. Oh, you want to know what the answer is? How do you know Santa Claus is good at karate? Is it, It's actually a joke for kids. The answer, he has a black belt. Oh, oh, oh! The only place that joke belongs is on a Laffy Taffy. He's in a trash in a trash garbage can. <laughs> in the trash zone. <clears throat> All right. All right. Okay. That's our nine. That's our nine. That's our nine. I, okay. Look, I think that waking up early and waiting for your sisters to wake up ended up being kind good. of a sweet tradition. It actually ended up being pretty good. We actually like yeah, it's like a great memory now. Yeah, It's like I'm happy thinking about that. So I don't think that that's one of our top five. In fact, I think it's kind of the opposite of that. It's also, like one, one of, thing, it's like one one of thing, the good things about Christmas. Another thing that I don't think we made a very compelling argument for being super bad was presents for your pets. Because, like, it's more adorable than anything. Like, sure, it's horribly consumer-filled and consumer-filled. Sure, it's like, you know... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just like it's like a jelly donut, but for it's consumers. just filled with consumers. It's almost like a it's sort of like a fruitcake, but for consumerism, just sort of in yeah. It. Instead of nuts and cherries and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I think that's more cute than bad. Okay. So Even if it's stupid. Just quick knockout of two of the three things that I submitted. Do you just want to go ahead and feel the, the killing below, or? <laughs> like you did to that tree? <laughs> Boom. 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 <laughs> um, now, I'm ready to get rid of mistletoe, because... It just doesn't happen that often. Like, it sucks, and it's, I hope that it dies, but it just doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly dead already. It's mostly dead. It's just, like, got its last dying gasps. Yeah, and just is sort of immediately mocked wherever it is present. Like, yeah. every, everybody's onto it. They don't need us to tell them that it's bad. Right. I think we could probably knock out Christmas movies, too. There is some good. Mm-hmm. But... That's there's some really bad yeah, ones right. and they're, they're so really bad all the time. Okay, let me just give the quick rundown of what's left. We got fruitcakes, Christmas movies, uh, chopping down your own tree, Santa, Elf on the Shelf, and Christmas shoes. Which <laughs> Christmas shoes? It's probably gonna make this list. It's not actually a tradition. <laughs> I think it's so ingrained in our society as the worst thing of all time that it is a tradition. Okay. Yeah. Turn on any Christmas radio and that song will play. Oh yeah. no way! They play it like. Seriously? Yes. Yes. Like, people no. think it's a good song. Oh. It's crazy. <laughs> this changes everything. I mean, if if it were up to me, I'm sorry, Chris, but it would be murdering your own tree. Okay. Yep. And it's mostly because I've never had a real tree in my life. We always use fake trees, but for the reasons that we named. <laughs> <laughs> of, of, like, why having a tree is terrible. <laughs> Fair enough. Just go out and buy yourself a fake tree this year. I know I know you're probably listening to this after after Christmas has passed. I'm talking about next year. The next Christmas. <laughs> Keep this podcast in mind. Well, if you it's probably cheaper if you buy it the day like after Christmas. They yeah. probably sell them for cheaper. Yeah, we're just trying to give you some time. So, that might be an might be an economical decision. Look at us give an economical advice on this economical podcast. Welcome to Free Economics. <laughs> I'm your host, Stephen Dubner. And this has been the longest intro ever. Here's my second piece of advice for this for our new episode of Freakonomics. Buy your Christmas up presents before Christmas. <laughs> How early hey hey Joe, here's a here's a tea yeah. ball for you. How early should I buy my Christmas presents? How about when's that holiday creep coming in? How about maybe the day after Thanksgiving? Oh, <laughs> Don't get me started on Black Friday. Okay, so our top five. <laughs> Sorry, just and then you have Brown Thursday the day before Black Friday. <laughs> it's just a scale. It's like darker gray Wednesday, lighter gray Tuesday. Yeah. And then Cyber Monday has transcended color and moved into the necromancy mode. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, number five, I think, is Christmas movies because there are some very good Christmas movies. Yeah, Would it's that... not all bad. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's it's the kindest of the five, the most tolerable. Okay. Um, okay. I, I'm thinking probably 
I don't know. It didn't seem like we had a ton of strong, strong arguments for Santa, other than that, like, we're, not, we're lying to children. Like, I don't know if, if he's in the upper in the upper levels here. Like, I might put him at four. Man, that's... I don't know. You feel strongly yeah. about that? I really don't like Santa Claus. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Okay. Well, what would you I'm, what would you suggest for four then? I feel like Elf on the Shelf might be a good four because it is, I guess, well intentioned with parents, you know, interacting with their children mm-hmm. at Christmas. Right. I feel like they could probably interact in a more constructive way, but at least they're, you know, being involved with the Elf on the Shelf. Mm-hmm. I can that- agree with that. I would. I would say fruitcakes. That would be my <laughs> nomination for four because, for the same reason as like Christmas movies, is that nobody's eating them. Okay. They're just like mm-hmm. a blight on this earth that just exists, and the notion <laughs> of it upsets me. Uh, okay. Okay. I just want to make a quick a quick aside while we're talking about both fruitcakes and Elf on the Shelf. You mentioned before Jackson the idea of, or maybe it was you, Joe, talking about like. People putting Hershey Kisses under the elf. Was that was that what I heard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want guys. I want to take you guys on a trip. I want you to hop on my space plane. Where are we going? We're going to Catalonia in the region of Spain. I guess I don't know how it's officially classified, but um, I was doing some research on Christmas traditions around the world, and I found a couple of terrible things. Um, and this is, hey, all the love to my Catalonian brothers and sisters, but man, you guys got some, you guys have some, some good lists if you're doing a podcast about worst <laughs> Christmas traditions. <laughs> um, so in Catalonia, when they build nativity scenes, they don't just do like the Jesus in a manger with, you know, Mary, Joseph and the wise men, but they build like the entire town of Bethlehem. Like that's the thing is they do, like, all of Bethlehem with tons of citizens and stuff uh, doing various uh, actions. And there's one guy in every nativity scene named, like, the Kaganer or something along those lines. Uh, And Mm -hmm. he's a dude who is pants down, dumping, just dropping a deuce. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Just dropping a deuce. And and it's, like, not even just implied. Like, there's usually a deuce underneath him on the stand, like, on the little thing. What? No, Chris, I I hear what you're saying. Why? I also looked this up. Apparently, it's very common for them to, like, replace his face with, like, celebrities, like, famous celebrities from Spain. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, you can get, like, a little, I don't know who's from Spain, but, like, a little figure that looks like a little celebrity. Well, it's just pooping. The top results I'm getting here on Google Images right now are Donald Trump, Pope Francis, Michael Jackson, and Queen Elizabeth. There you go. Get all four of them together, and that's a party. Yeah. This is, I'm looking it up. This is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's There's a, a picture thing. of a traditional Catalan Kaganer. I think the idea is that, like, it, the nativity scene is supposed to be a snapshot of life as it was happening in the town of Bethlehem on that fateful night. <laughs> and, like, you, of course, at some somewhere in that town, somebody was probably taking a dump. There was somebody for whom nature was calling. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maybe the on the shelf has a deeper lines, meaning. I, one more thing one more about thing. Um, that comes from Catalan. 
yes, and this please. is this is the Christmas log, uh-huh. um, the Tio de Nadal, mm, which yeah. is a a log that is a hollow log that comes during the holiday season. Holiday season that um, has like a little face painted on it, and you just kind of set it up, and you give them a somebody gives them a little bit of, a little bit of food every night, and um, they have to keep it warm and feed it. And they put a little blanket over it. Look up a picture, and there's a little blanket on a little happy log. And then it poops presents on Christmas Day. (laughs) (laughs) And do you know how they get it to poop presents? Oh. You just put it in the fireplace and order it to poop. You put it in the fireplace and say, poop! And then you beat it with sticks. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was reading about this earlier, and I think some people also sing songs to it to coerce it. They'll, so, sing, they'll sing special Tio de Nadal songs. Um, and the the lyrics of one of them, it says, uh, roughly translated, If you don't poop well, I'll hit you with a stick. <laughs> so you're beating this log to coax it into pooping presents for you. Mm-hmm. After yeah. you've lovingly fed it for the last couple present, of weeks. And the presents are mostly just like... I don't know, nuts and berries and stuff. It's kind, yeah. of, it's kind of just a fruitcake in the fire situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's mostly just a fruitcake. Hmm. So anyway, those oh. are two very good traditions. Yeah, that that's actually, my favorite. It actually would be like very good traditions, it sounds like. Oh. Okay, let's get back to our list. Okay. After that lovely detour, okay. thank you. You're welcome. It's a joke. Okay. <laughs> so, four is either, let's go with fruitcake, because they're pretty innocuous, except for the whole, you know, Armageddon thing that we have posited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole pretty end times scenario that we have gone into elaborate detail on. Followed by, I would say, Elf on the Shelf, mm-hmm. since that was originally going to be our number four. And don't get me wrong, all of these are our top five worst Christmas traditions. Yeah. So, like, they're all pretty bad. These are all the worst of the worst. And we probably forgot some, but that doesn't matter. This is the journalism that counts. Okay, so, how do you feel about Santa being number two? Which would then put the yeah, song let's talk as about number our number one. one. Okay. Let's talk about our number one. Christmas Shoes is the worst thing ever produced Christmas, of all time. Christmas Shoes, okay, from my perspective, Christmas Shoes is this thing that has just swooped into my life out of nowhere. I looked at it on this list two hours ago and thought, hmm, that sounds dumb. Christmas Shoes? <laughs> <laughs> and after just a brief exposure, I am, like, so on board. <laughs> I'm, so re- I'm so ready <laughs> to let this top the list. <laughs> I mean, it's just bad. Like, listen to it. It's just bad. It's the most depressing song in the world. Mm, not with, that's not what it's the YouTube not, comments say. YouTube comments say it's sweet, not depressing. If I something that. on the if somebody on the internet says something is good, then it is inherently bad because the internet is the worst place in the world. Yeah, we're, that's why we're not putting this podcast on the internet, but rather just sort of delivering it by by post. <laughs> Did what do you think, Joe? Yeah, I think we lost Joe. No. Oh. Joe's been gone for a while now. <laughs> was my mic muted? Yeah. I, so. I was Joe. talking like kind of a lot. Joe, we, we didn't um, hear you for a long time. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say let's 
<laughs> Did you feel a little, like, snubbed? I was like, man, they're really talking over me a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> as long as we can say that Santa is 1B. Okay. Tied for it's, one. It, it's like, it's it's not one, but it's very close to being one. Like, it's not like, like, it's it's basically, to me, it's like, Christmas shoes, Santa, big gap, elf on the shelf, fruitcakes, Christmas movies. Yeah. Okay, so they're sort of okay. the they're sort of the angel on the top of the tree. Yes. And then fruitcakes, Christmas movies, those are like the low hanging ones that don't that like the little won't, ornaments won't break. Yeah. The little ornaments that um, Tim Allen hides behind. <laughs> the pickle, the, you know, the little that tradition. The little, little the Christmas pickle. The Christmas pickle. The cremicle. Is that it? Is that what yeah, it is? the crim- the crimple is what we call it in our family. Um, that's our list. Chris, yeah. why don't you read our list for us? Um, absolutely. Uh, so your top five worst Christmas traditions. Number five, Christmas movies. What's up with that? <laughs> Number four, fruitcakes. What's up with that? <laughs> Number three, up on the shelf. No way. No, sir. Number two. What's up with that? Number two. What, what is up with that one? <laughs> number two. Santa? Huh? Oof. No. Oof. No. Oh. oh, man. We really hit our quota for Tim Allen noises. <laughs> and number one, the, the Christmas classic song, Christmas Shoes. Don't forget to join us next week on our Tim Allen fan cast. <laughs> Or if we have really, we really try to nail down that sound effect without ever going back and listening to the recording. <laughs> we never go back to the source material. Nope. Uh, okay. Well, before we get out of here, let's um, let's do some personal recommendations. What was your uh, top thing of the week? Um, how about you go first, Joe? What, what are you into? What's been good? Okay, I know we goofed on it a lot before, but Rogue One is very, very good, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like one of my one of my favorite Star Wars movies that they've made because mm-hmm. it has a totally different feel to it than the rest of the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Like it's more like a war movie. I mean, yeah. it's definitely still a Star Wars movie, but it's more like a war movie than like the space opera e stuff that they've done in in all the rest of the Star Wars movies. So that's right. And if there- you I was at dinner earlier and somebody said um, that they had compared, they had said that Rogue One was the best war movie since Saving Private Ryan. Now that I don't know if I agree with. <laughs> That's a pretty strong recommendation. And also it's a very different thing than like <laughs> different genres. talking what is about World War II. <laughs> One evokes like real emotion about a terrible thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> The other involves, like, a giant satellite, I guess, on a tropical A universe that includes Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, not equivalent. Yeah. Okay, uh, so my thing of the week, I-, I also loved Rogue One, thought it was one of the best movies of the year. Um, my thing of the week that I'm just getting into is season two of Man in the High Castle. <laughs> um, have-, have y'all ever seen any of Man in the High Castle? Man in the High Castle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, blaze it blaze it fellas um so it's a show about smoking weed in the castle (laughs) (laughs) just getting down in this dank dungeon real dank but for real it's uh it's basically 
throwing out what if Nazi Germany and Japan won World War II. Oh. Um, and it kind of shows the world as it would be. Um, also, there's some science fiction elements that I'm not going to get into because that would kind of spoil some of the show. Okay. Um, but it's really good. Um, like just the seeing the imagining of the United States of America as a Nazi state or mm-hmm. a Japanese controlled state, depending on if you're in the East and the West Coast. It's kind of chilling just to see like mm. how people would go along with like, you know, burning, burning invalids and stuff. Mm. Um, and it's really it's chilling to watch, but it's, it's an excellently made show. I would highly recommend you guys watch it. Okay. Where, where can we check that out? Where's that at? Uh, it is on Amazon Prime Video. Okay. Oh, and Rogue One is in, in theaters now. And on <laughs> your favorite torrent website, probably. Whatever Don't that. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Give money to Star Wars, because Disney doesn't have enough money, and they need more. Yeah. They're running They're running low. Their reserves are low. Felicity Jones got to eat. She's got to eat. <laughs> She's been she got to eat that food. She got to buy that blue milk. Delicious food. She got to get that blue milk. Cause she had it when she was a kid, and she hasn't lost the taste yet. She remembers. She remembers that blue milk. Um, Chris, what's your recommendation for the week? Uh, my uh, my top thing of the week um, is something that I know I know Joe's with me on Jackson. I think you maybe have have dipped your toe in these waters, but it's Dip my the, toe. The be- maybe the best show uh, on television right now. Uh, move out of the way, man, in the High Castle. It's Terrace House, boys and girls in the city. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so good. Like it, it is required viewing. It I, is so so good. I made an impassioned plea to my entire family tonight. We were gathered for the holidays. We were eating dinner, and I like put as much heart and sincerity as I could into recommending. <laughs> Terrace house to my sister and brother-in-law. <laughs> I was like, please, please, just you've never experienced anything like this. Yeah, um, I've tried to tell so many people to watch it, and like, I don't know if I've convinced anybody because it like oh, doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh, every time but I'm like, every, it's so good. Every time I've said, you know what I like, what I love about it is that it's like a reality TV show without all of like the producer influence, like it's just real, it's actually like real friendships and relationships. And everybody goes, ugh, yeah, sure, rolls their eyes. Yeah, I bet it's totally real. Yeah. And they just don't get it. Like it's so just satisfying it. because it's like actually getting to enjoy like the process of watching people form like real friendships and like experience things that I can relate to. And it's not, it does, it's like not even a guilty pleasure show to me i was realizing, no. i was realizing this earlier today like it's just a it's just a pleasure it's just a simple pleasure <laughs> it's just very very good I, I feel like if i don't watch all of terrace house soon i won't be able to be friends with with joe and chris anymore <laughs> because i just won't get them yeah that's fairly true well you'll only be able to communicate with us if you watch the subtitles is the thing because we're, we're both going to start speaking japanese yeah <laughs> it's um, gonna get weird konbanwa that's good evening in Japanese, and now you that know is good that. evening. Um, I think that's it, guys. I think we did it. Yeah, tone bone wash, fellas. We, <laughs> we made a podcast. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's going to do it for us, folks. 
Um, we are we're really excited about this project and getting to do this podcast together. This is a lot of fun for us. But uh, if you want for us to continue doing it, we'd, we'd love if you uh, if you enjoyed it, just to pass it around, share it with a friend, word of mouth. Um, I don't think we ever have any plans of like putting money into this thing. Um, I mean, like, if we do, it would be self-contained. Like, but <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah it's not going to be like an advertising blitz or right. anything. Right. We'll just be doing like buy better microphones or something. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and not and like maybe get Jackson out of his car once. <laughs> <laughs> We're raising up a saved Jackson fund. So if you want to participate, if you really want to brighten someone's day this Christmas, just go ahead, go to Ranked Podcast, like and subscribe, give us five stars, all that kind of thing. Um, that would super duper help us out. Whenever we get it somewhere that it can be rated. (laughs) (laughs) Watch me, boys. Cracked knuckles. I'm I'm getting into it. I'm in the Matrix now. (laughs) I know Kung Fu. Jacking in? Are you jacking in? (laughs) I've been jacked in. (laughs) Until next time. Uh, Just remember, we didn't come up with an outro. Are we podcasts?